three, two, one, launch. This is episode number 434 of JP Water Cooler. Speaking of diversity. Of. Oh. It's <laughs> the keyword. <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on some stuff. Maybe Twitter still. I don't know. We'll see how long that lasts. No. Uh, I am Say Reed, and uh, right now, Say Reed Media, but also hello, this is Say on Tumblr. And y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, aka Fat Mullenweg, back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. Speaking of podcasts, go to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you want to listen, and hang out with us in Discord. Go to wpwaterquare.com slash Discord. Yeah. Which Hello, is also everyone. not Twitter. <laughs> Incidentally. Which is also not Twitter, exactly. <laughs> also not Twitter. Uh, we have guests. We, we have, have guests. guests. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do to avoid any copyright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, to my to my left. Uh, what to, to to this side? O'Neill, can you introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is O'Neill. I'm in the Philippines. It's the middle of the night right now, but I'm here uh, for the water cooler discussion. Thank you. And uh, what team are you? You're part of the... Um... Yes, actually, I'm part of the training faculty team as administrator. And uh, I'm also with Jill. I'm also working with the WP diversity team with a focus on the Asia-Pacific activities. And I'm also part of the organizing team for WordCamp Asia, which is in Ooh. February 2023. That's really exciting. There's a lot of uh, conversation happening around WordCamp Asia <laughs> right now. It's, it's exciting times. It is, it is. And Jill, welcome back. Hi. Hi. Introduce yourself. I'm Jill Binder, and I'm really happy that O'Neill joins me at things when it's in the middle of the night, which <laughs> most of our things are. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, Jill Binder, lead of the Diverse Speaker Training Group, hashtag WP Diversity in the WordPress community team. Um, yeah, that's me. Oh, and I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Welcome. And my Twitter is Jill Binder. <laughs> you all said your Twitter's in the intro, so. Yeah, I mean, we live heavily on Twitter, but, you know, we're all, like, kind of in a weird space now with that. I don't know how we feel. With, with the main scene. It's like the MySpace Facebook yes. conversion times, you know? It's right, like, right. I don't know what oh, wow. we're doing now. Um, anyway, let's talk about why we are, um, why we have you guys on here today. I uh, really wanted to, um, uh, I saw that you had been doing some really cool things, uh, Jill, and I've always been, I've been really, I've been kind of tracking the work that you've done um, since you started this initiative, which was like, what year was that? When did you, can you, can you give us a yeah. little like, background um, the, on that? The first time I started working on this workshop with a group was in 2013, but this 13? WordPress team, 13, so long oh. time ago, and this WordPress team was started in late 2017. So I've been the lead of this team since like 2017. Oh my so goodness. This has been a big part of my life for quite a while. <laughs> Yeah, and how did the yeah. team get started? I know that you had started doing this work um, individually, and then you had been sponsored uh, by Automatic, and then um, now it's part of the community team. Is that how does how did that uh, slight different timeline? But yes, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, so, I, I don't know the timeline. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll try to do like a very quick rundown because I have like a whole half hour talk on this part of it, but. 
quick version is, uh, so we started running this workshop in Vancouver and we did it for a bunch of years and then other cities started doing it. And then in 2017, Andrea Middleton and I were both speaking at WordCamp Seattle and she pulled me aside and said, let's talk about your work. We really want this to become bigger. You know, this is the solution that everybody's looking for and they don't know it exists. And when we, when we say solutions, specifically this workshop that we're talking about is um, when, as a WordCamp co-organizer, um, co when we asked women and people from other, other underrepresented groups if they wanted to speak at our WordCamp, everybody's like, nah, what would I talk about? I'm not an expert in anything. So we created a workshop to bust through people's um, views on that and see they have a million things and we have the same expertise as people on the stage who just don't recognize it if we don't see ourselves on stage um, we think that other people know more and uh, so there's we create this whole five-hour workshop which during the pandemic we shortened down to one to two hours because not too many want to sit through a five-hour workshop and then so I became lead of that team and then that was just my passion and purpose and I wanted to do more of it. And then um, I was in conversation with Automatic for a long time before they finally have been sponsoring me for the last few years. So for the first year, I was purely a volunteer. And then mm -hmm. after that, this has become half of my full-time job. The other half is bringing this same work to other companies. And now also Green Geeks is sponsoring my work with it as well. And we are in conversations with other companies because we want to do more, which requires more financial resources. So I'll only yeah. be able to talk today about what we're currently doing because I have to wait until we know if we're doing more, but there's potentially a lot more cool things planned. Yeah, I think um, that's when I remember it uh, first coming to my attention in 2017 when you started doing the those workshops because I thought it was so interesting how... Um, the training focused on empowering speakers. So I thought that was a really yeah, unique yeah. approach instead of kind of putting it all on the organizers, which it also still is to find diverse people and whatever, yeah. um, like, like Both, you, know, yeah. you go find those people, but it also, you know, kind of created- but People that. still have to say yes. Like, right, exactly. Like, exactly. like, you know, my team was aware of the issue and we were specifically looking for it. Well, in year two, in year one, uh, we had terrible representation. So in year two, it became a focus and, and people were like, well, I don't want to like, and so that that's why it really does have to be both sides. Absolutely. And yeah. so our, in our workshop, we, we have concrete things where people are actually working through exercises to work through seeing that we are experts, seeing that we do have a lot of things to talk about. And if we do the expanded version, then also we work on creating a better talk title, creating the pitch so that people actually, their talks actually get accepted because those who've been on the speaker circuit for a long time have shiny pitches and those who are new from our right. program do not. Um, so aren't as likely to get accepted. So help them with that, help them with creating their outline, help with, um, creating better slides, et cetera, all the, oh yeah. And then actual um, uh, speak, becoming a better speaker is a big part of it as well. Especially a lot of people are really nervous about, um, you know, there's gonna be that person in the audience who wants to show that they know more than this person from an underrepresented <laughs> group on stage. So what do you do in that situation? <laughs> that never happens. Person's like, no, no, no that's not. <laughs> and, or somebody who just wants to purposely trip them up with, tricky questions or you get a room of just silence and like what do you do in the Q&A when that happens so we have all these scripts that we give of like this is what you do in those tricky situations 
Oh, so people so... leave it feeling like, yes, I can do this. And we've had to make yeah. some really amazing results already with it. I think that's just so empowering. And so um, like preparing people to uh, take up that space that they, you know, need to be in and uh, want to be in. And we help people want to be in it because people, people don't even consider it. Right. And then our work, our workshop is that like people say, well, why can't we just take Toastmasters? I'm like, well, people aren't even considering Toastmasters because they're not even considering being speakers because we don't see ourselves represented. It doesn't even occur to us. And Mm -hmm. then this is like the bridge between not even putting our hands up to being like, okay, I can do this. And now I can go start practicing speaking, working on my skills and all that and we have a new bridge after after the workshop we now have a channel on slack called the diverse speaker support channel on the wordpress Mm. slack which is specifically because before the pandemic you know groups would hold our workshop for their meetup or word camp so there was a direct path to speaking and we had lots of results with that and then the pandemic happened meetups weren't happening so much much fewer word camps so my team started holding the workshop for the global community uh and there was no direct like okay you've taken the workshop now speak so now we have this channel so that um people can find out about speaking opportunities they can get more speaking mentorship and also just to get to know the the other speakers and the organizers because we don't want it to be people just drop in post their call for, for proposals and drop out we want we want it to come from more genuine connections like you know i've gotten to I got to do a little demo at your we're a meetup because we knew each other. And you're like, hey, that person, we know you get up on stage, which, you know, it makes a difference. When there's Absolutely. That's so cool. O'Neill, are you, have you in um, WordCamp mm-hmm. Asia in the, I don't know, maybe you've done some local WordCamps where you are too, but for WordCamp Asia, <laughs> is this, um, have you applied this? I, I don't, and also, I don't mm-hmm. know your role with the uh, training team, but <laughs> I'm just curious right. of like, um, how that is as a WordCamp organizer on that side. Actually, funny thing is I've never attended a WordCamp. My involvement life? ever. Oh, wow. uh, I've been in using WordPress since 2007, but I've Ooh, never actually yeah, been yeah. involved in the community. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I've never done anything with the community until the pandemic, which led me to the training team because mm. professionally I do training, in-person training and online training, but because of the tra- uh, my involvement with Jill and the training team the Make WordPress, I've actually been able to do online training in, in many different aspects. So thankfully, the pandemic helped with that aspect, but not anything else. But uh, <laughs> my work with Courtney and the others in the training team led me to meeting Jill with the diversity. And we've actually been using the stuff that I've learned working with Jill, preparing for... Uh, WordCamp Asia, because WordCamp Asia is going to be involving what 10, 11 time zones. Right, like these are just the people. It's huge in Asia, wow. and then there are people coming from the US, from Europe, or getting get involved. And then we have to make sure that you have the diversity of the attendees as well as the organizers. So we have right. people from and... different countries, different languages, different cultures, religion. So it's very, very different from you know just the usual WordCamp you have. We've had WordCamp uh, Cebu here in the Philippines, WordCamp Manila, none of which I've attended until this year. Mm. And I've attended the, the meetups. I've done online 
WordCamp US, WordCamp Europe online, but never in person. So I've never actually, aside from people in the Philippines, I've only met two people in WordPress. Oh, wow. In, in person. <laughs> in person. But and you, you're going to WordCamp Asia, right? I would like to, yes. If, if, if you're <laughs> There's still a few months to prepare. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, can I ask another question about WordCamp Asia, just real quick? I, this is sure, something sure, I've sure. really always wondered, and it really pertains to diversity as well. What mm -hmm. is uh, the dominant language, or what is the language approach that you take mm. for yeah. WordCamp Asia? Because that is really encompassing just so many language groups. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> yes, uh, that is actually funny. Uh, we're actually doing the entire WordCamp Asia in English. All of the speakers will have to do their talks in English. All of the MCs will be doing English, primarily because we want the flagship event to be welcoming. We want everybody to be welcome. And then many, many people in Asia speak English. You know, we speak two or three different languages. Right. Um, English may not be native for many of the attendees, but they do understand it, especially since a lot of people are working online, working with global companies, their meetings. But funny thing is sometimes uh, in our internal meetings, when all of the attendees in that meeting speak one language, like um, all of them are from India, they use their, they speak in their native language, but their notes have to be in English. How interesting. So that they can share it with the rest of the organizing team. So they default to meeting in English anyway. And if there's just casual discussion, that's when they default to native language. But because we made sure that there is diversity so that everybody gets involved, there's, it's very rare that one entire team is coming from just one country. Right. Considering how many countries we have in Asia. It's amazing. But it's fun. That's cool. Yeah. What um so what do you do with the training team specifically or with the diversity <clears> team? <throat> uh, <laughs> okay. With the diversity team, I've been helping Jill, especially when she has a workshop scheduled outside North America. Mm. So I've done workshops for Philippines, Indonesia, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, Switzerland, a couple of other countries, in addition to helping her out when she has a meeting in North America. Canada, South America, as, as long as uh, she needs some, somebody just to co-host or somebody just to, you know, paste stuff into the chat, usually asks me if I'm available. And if it's at this time, usually 1 a.m. in the Philippines, I'm available. That's amazing. And there's a whole <laughs> other cool initiative, O'Neill, that you and Devin started that you might want to mention. Yes. Uh, in... May of this year, 2022, we started the WP Diversity APAC Network Building, Asia-Pacific Network Building. We want people within the Asia-Pacific region to, be, to realize that they are diverse, they are uh, different, and use that to be able to use that difference, use that capabilities that they have to be able to network with others within their region, outside the region, and globally with, with work, with personal lives, and make their voices heard, similar to what Jill has been doing with the uh, workshops in that she's done before. But we want my focus, uh, along with uh, Devin, who's from Indonesia, who's also um, very involved with their word camps, with their meetups, 
and to be able to reach out to more people within the Asia Pacific region and outside, or people who have come from Asia Pacific and traveled, moved to Europe, moved to the US, they need to be able to be encouraged that their voices are heard as well as as well as everybody else. Yeah. And and do you mean that um uh both in terms of or or how do you mean that in terms of maybe like have their mm -hmm. voices heard at a local level and that or are you also speaking in terms of like the larger just WordPress community or the larger global mm -hmm. community as well? Like what I, it's 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 always both. It's always uh you can start off locally right and then you start off with the company you work with, you talk during your uh, weekly stand-ups, you talk during your monthly uh, meetings, and then expand. Do start doing your word your word camps, your meetups, and then do your international meetups. It's it's for some people you start small and then go big. For some people it's you go big and then you go local. There's always many ways in there, and we're here to help out with the diverse speaker support uh, channel to encourage people to find their voice to find what their expertise is, and then build on that, and then find what else they're good at, and then encourage other people to be able to do the same, especially people who are not as visible in the normal WordCamp, in the usual WordCamp events, especially internationally, which is also what we're trying to do with the WordCamp Asia. And then we're also encouraging the smaller WordCamps, the smaller meetups to have more diverse speakers, uh, people who have never tried it before. So take our training, take the training event, uh, the workshop, and then find the things that you are an expert on and then build on that. And then, so, yes. Yeah, no. Uh, so, so Anil, <laughs> uh, you, you, you hit on something interesting. And um, just as uh, somebody who uh, I, I have said uh, kind of jokingly, like, oh, yeah, I'll be at that WordCamp. Just look. Uh, for the big white guy with a beard, like a lot of people <laughs> look like me. Uh, a lot of the people speaking no idea about. look like me. Um, so how I, I have actually uh, applied at fewer word camps over the past, uh, like, I mean, of course, pandemic, but like uh, the past four years or so, because mm -hmm. people have heard enough from people who look like me, like what? Uh, so, so my question is for for both you, O'Neill and Jill, uh, what can folks like me do to help, like lift up uh, voices from from actual diverse speakers, so we get mm -hmm. other perspectives than just, uh, you know, uh, another uh, a, another white guy with a beard? <laughs> Should I take this one, O'Neill? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so I've heard about a lot of people, you know, stopping applying from speaking, and I don't, I don't know if that's the best thing because we really want a mix of voices. We we don't want it to then become only white women, or uh, you know, it, it should really always or only be. the really obnoxious white guys who are blind <laughs> no matter what that need to do that work because that's collecting <laughs> all the kind of people who are being more self aware out than right. Hmm. But, but there are absolutely, there's actually things in our program that I can tell you about mm -hmm. that are things that you can do. Um, one is uh, we're looking for speaker mentors in our diverse speaker support channel. So mm -hmm. if you want to, like, this is something you can do in our channel or just help people individually. Like I was helped by the 
what, what I what I call the well-represented people in my community, um, you know, just be that person who can help somebody figure out their talk topic and figure out, um, you know, lean on for asking how to become a better speaker and things like that. And also in our channel, we actually have people asking speaker questions. Um, so it'd be great to have more people who <clears throat> have done a lot of speaking help answer. And the other thing, um, I, I've mentioned two of our three programs, and this is a great chance to mention our third program. So the first program is our, our speaker workshop. The second is our new dinner speaker support channel. And our other is one year old, which is our organizing diverse and inclusive events workshop. So this is specifically for anybody who is interested in WordPress, but especially the people who organize meetups and work camps, um, anybody who wants to be good allies to learn um, the different aspects that it takes to make your event more diverse so that people feel more included and don't just show up once and go like, oh, that was a bad experience, but actually want to come back and want to bring more people too. Um, and so we talked about some mindset shifts. We talked about what it takes to create a cohesive community that feels good for everyone, even when you have people who don't look like you and come from different backgrounds at the event as well. Um, speakers, that's one of my sections. Um, how to get more diverse speaker lineups, um, how to create the environment. You know, there's um, accessibility things to think about. Um, and then allyship, how to be a good ally when those difficult situations come up. What do you do? How do you deal with those situations? As well as basics of like learning about other cultures and stuff so that you're more aware. And then, and then little tips like, one of my favorite tips is about listening. Um, when somebody says something, you know, we, we love having people from different backgrounds come in, but then people are going to have different perspectives from our own that may not feel comfortable to hear. So instead of shutting those people down, going, well, we don't do it that way, saying, changing the, the, the words to say something like, you know, I hadn't thought of that before, tell me more. And then you can go off and think about it later, but you haven't shut the person down and you feel like they can share in that moment. Um, and then and then you have time to process and maybe hopefully incorporate what they suggested as well. So there's lots of practical tips like that. As a as a follow up to that, <clears throat> yes, I am writing with Cran. Um, you uh, when like so I've been on an organizing team looking at speaker um, uh, applications. And, you know, as an organizing team, you're always pressed for time and pressed for volunteers and pressed for whatever. So you want to just kind of go through that or make sure everyone who sees everything needs to vote on it or whatever. But it occurred to me that when I was looking at some of these that, you know, the even for the kind of prepared people, the idea was still kind of nascent and could be workshopped on. But I, I, I feel that the expectation both on the applicant side and on the organizer side is that at the moment of application, you know, this idea must be the pristine idea as opposed to, oh, this seems like a really cool speaker that we could amplify in our community. And maybe this isn't the exact talk we want, but how could we work with them to modify this or workshop this to kind of fill a spot that we have, even if that's not necessarily like what they applied for or what they applied yeah. with. Like, is that I love that. People have actually done that with, with me. They're like, we love that you've applied, but we want a different talk from you. <laughs> and that oh, felt really yeah. good. I love that. I'm like, yes. I mean, you that tell me what talk you want from me. And if I, yeah. if I love it, then I will do it. 
Yeah, like um, it makes you feel very wanted as a as a as a community member. Like, and then I, I just I wonder. I think that's about resetting expectations on both sides because mm. I think word camps are the perfect place for that because we all, especially local word camps, you know, we're really like it is intended to be workshoppy. It is intended to be building the community. So exactly. that type of approach, I, I don't think it is currently built into most organizing schedules. So that is, mm. I think, really more of a logistics problem. But maybe if that was something that became a bigger part of WordCamp, where it really is like incorporating what you were just talking about, like that type of stuff where you really are thinking about, you know, the application doesn't even have to be that endpoint. It can be, you know, just like just apply, declare your desire to be part of this conversation. And, you know, we can really cra then craft a word camp that, you know, isn't just, you know, built around like what did everyone think they should apply with, but like something that really resonates locally, like with yeah, people yeah. and the topics. Like, I feel like there's space for that in word camp. Yeah. In globally, there's space for I that. I love that. That is such a good idea. Yeah. Oh. And then. And yeah. then if it's possible to have, you know, um, everybody's pressed for time, but if it, if it is possible to get one person dedicated to that and nothing else, then that person, can have time. which, which is tough because as you said, it's always hard to wrangle the people, especially, I don't know about you, but for me, especially during the pandemic, there's, you know, much fewer people available, but it's a great thing to strive towards. Yeah. And, and I think we're getting back to, I mean, thankfully, always with the caveat of, I think, you know, maybe we're getting back <laughs> to in-person events. So hopefully this will kind of, yeah, we have a chance sure. to kind of revisit word camps and what they, I think we all have noticed. I have personally noticed that they really affect my, I, I want, I missed them. Like I missed mm -hmm. the community. I missed the knowledge sharing. Like there is a big part of WordPress that is about that. And so mm -hmm. if we all value it more, then we can really kind of show up it, with this, like applying these principles that are available, right, to any WordCamp yeah. organizer and WordCamp team? Well, yes, they are available to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you more. I'll I know we're wrapping up shortly, but I'll just quickly say, so the page that you brought up uh, just now, tiny.cc slash WPDiversity, you can see our live workshops, and there's also links to our uh, videos on Learn WordPress if you want to watch them at any time on your own. So at the top there, there's our upcoming events. Um, and then throughout, we have mm -hmm. links to uh, the videos. And we also have the videos in different languages. That, that's been a big push. And now we've got a good handful of languages, which are all listed in there as well. That's so exciting. Can real quick, I know we only have a couple minutes, but the whole yeah. reason I wanted to, what I really, what I, the whole reason I was inspired by was <laughs> we were doing um, these workshops in India, I, I read about, and um, I know you're doing another one yeah. tomorrow. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Because I just think it's so, um, yeah, just, it's so, it's so encouraging and inspiring to me. So please. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some parts of the world that um, where specifically women's voices and, and just women empowerment in general are not, um, you know, it needs more work. And so uh, for a few years now, we've run workshops for women in India and women in Latin America. Um, other years, we were teaching them how to run our workshop, and this year we're just delivering the workshop right to them. So um, last month, we had uh, about 20 people from India, um, including those who watched the, the recording after, 
their public speaking, self-reported public speaking confidence score went up the highest of any of my workshops, 137%. Wow. The highest previously was 60%, <laughs> which is also amazing, but this was 137%, mm. which was incredible. And, and people have joined our diverse speaker support channel and are starting to ask questions, which is amazing. So that was super successful. And I'm hoping to have the same thing tomorrow. <clears throat> Tomorrow's is a full day. <laughs> in-person workshop except i'm going to be over zoom because i have health issues and i cannot travel and i can't be in rooms with lots of people but they're gonna have 50 people in a hotel in san jose with three big screens of jill's face that's <laughs> gonna be exciting <laughs> and we have a, a, a language interpreter um, who's gonna interpret back and forth between english and spanish over headsets um which is gonna be super cool um and yeah, that I'm really looking forward to, you know, when people start speaking on stage, some of those people go on to do more things as well. I mean, so many that really excites me about this. It's like, just, I want the voices, but also saying. what happens next? Okay. Yeah. Say, yeah. No, no, say I'm, say. I'm just excited about, I'm clapping for this. Yeah. Just, yeah. I feel like every person that you, especially I'm especially uh, the women in these countries, like every woman that you're giving, it's like you're lighting a spark. This is so cheesy. I'm going to sound like, start to cry probably, but like, you're like <laughs> lighting a spark in them. And they, when they feel empowered in their work, especially, and can feel confident in what they're doing, like they inspire other women. They inspire other women around them. And, and mm -hmm. that is a cumulative effect. And so those 20 people in India and those 50 people tomorrow in, in, Latin, in San Jose, like they are definitely going to go on and inspire their communities and their friends and their families. And I just I get kind of like literally worked up thinking that like WordPress can bring that to people because it is kind of this universal tool and universal thing that we're using. And I just so happy you're bringing that to those people and also bringing like, you know, us all together. Like WordPress is really doing that. And it's just yeah. <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> Yay. Well, that wraps it up for thank today. You for your work. <laughs> that wraps it up for today. I want to say thank you, Jill and O'Neill for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, the links for everything that we've been talking about will be in our show notes. So feel free to go take a look at that. The description down below and you can uh, find all those things there. And I do want to say thank you very much for everyone who helped us out with getting us on LinkedIn. So now Yay. we're streaming to the C-suite. So all those folks will be able to ignore us over there as well. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Talk to all later. You have a good one. See ya. Bye. Jokes aside, you can go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, wherever it is that you want to listen to a podcast. We're That's everywhere. where our podcast is at. So feel free to go <laughs> hang out with us over there and listen to us there as well. Talk to y'all later. Share this with someone. We'd really appreciate it. Maybe not on Twitter, though. Maybe in Discord. Come see us in the disco.